0: Time now for Who's Next, where we are joined by current and former athletes and sports people in the professional industry. In today's segment, we have a very special guest and a brother of mine. He's currently a starting guard for Washington State University. This season, he's won four Pac-12 Freshman of the Week and averaging 15.6 points per game, 3.6 assists, shooting 46% from the field, and 33% from three. On behalf of Pass, I want the playmakers, welcome to the show, Miles Rice. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. I'll
0: just kick things off, man. What made you want to play basketball? and when do you say to yourself that hey i could go pretty far with this
1: uh i would just say pretty much just like at a young age i feel like we're most, athletes, most athletes you know um we're just kind of like playing every kind of sport just trying to figure out our path played rec ball and then from rec ball i went to aau and then my first little aau game i i kind of did terrible i was didn't think i was cut out for basketball so i was like maybe i just want to play football or like possibly even play soccer but i would say i started taking basketball serious like something i could really do it probably like ninth grade i would say after after i played jv a little bit and from there it's just like everything's been clicking so i would just say like probably around ninth grade is where i really like established in my mind that yeah i want I want to take i want to take this and do something far with it
2: what's going on miles what's good so my question is growing up like what player did you like model your game after because i know every kid you know they they got that one player that you know they just like how you play. So, like, what player was that for you?
1: Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't think that I really like model my game after anybody. I just really like just watch a lot of basketball and like to just really honestly just try a lot of different things honestly I wouldn't I wouldn't like pinpoint to say like oh I watch this person or I watch this person and I just like try to model my game I just if I see something I like no matter if it's Braun doing it or Jason Tatum or like, Steve Nash like it doesn't matter like if it's something that piques my interest and I want to try to do it and like try to put it into my game that's what I would do but I would say like the people that I get compared to the most probably like Tony Parker, like CJ McCollum would be the two that I, I've here a lot since I've been in college. Okay,
3: so Miles, you still? so what made you decide, coming out of high school, what made you decide to choose Washington State?
1: Honestly, during COVID, they, you know, they couldn't travel over here to come see me play during AAU or during my high school season. Uh, we had a we had a Zoom conference call and like they extended me the offer and I just thought to myself that basically if you know if they was willing to take a chance on a kid all the way across the country you know they they like my game and think that I can help benefit their program. What would hurt me taking a chance on them? And ever since I've been here, honestly, it's been nothing but love, and I really enjoyed my time since I've been since I've been here. And you know, I'm hoping to you know continue to build on the season that we're having and you know keep creating different types of you know milestones and landmarks that this school hasn't seen in a long time.
0: Okay okay so you talked briefly about AAU but let's dive in about AAU. You play with Jabari Smith Jr., J.D. Davidson, Matthew Cleveland of the world and now that you're the man at Washington State how do you think that helped you in AAU ball to be now the man on campus when it comes to Washington State basketball?
1: I, like, I played alongside with great players, you know, you know, uh, me being the point guard of the team, like, we you know Jabari, he had to go out there and do his thing, Matthew had to go out there and do his thing, and JD always had, had to go out there and do his thing, but I think I was like, I think I was the glue of the team in my my. My opinion, but uh, I just think it just helped me build success and you know learn how to do the intangibles. Like even though I might be number one A, one B guy on this team, I still have to go out there and rely on the things that I did that got me here, which is you know playing every play, you know playing defense, you know making sure that my my teammates are in good spirits when you know we might be handling adversity or whatnot. And so I just think me playing with the Celtics and you know being that glue guy and paying attention to the to the little things, I think that really helped me be where I'm at now and not forgetting that I have to do that no matter if the team needs to go get thirty or they need me to go out here and get ten assists. It doesn't matter. I still have to do those little things in order for us to win. I know you
3: I know you speak about playing college basketball a lot, but talk about like your first season, especially battling what you had went because you just talked about adversity. If you if you could speak more light into how you overcame this and still dominating the game as as hard as you're going right now. What, four straight Pac twelves, freshman of the week?
1: Well not four it's four total but i had i had a stretch where i went back to back and i just give it a testimony to god you know my lord and savior jesus christ god just gives me all the strength and the power that i can go out there and you know play my game to the full extent and obviously having my parents beside me as well and my friends and just other extended family as well you know they kept instilling to me that you know that you're going to be all right and i just kind of just kept that mindset and just in regards to me just you know having the success that i have now i mean I just always believed in myself as well. Uh, I never let anything that I went through get get in my way of just knowing that when my time came that I was gonna be prepared for it no matter what. And I just think that just goes to show throughout these, I wanna say what it would be, first 20 games of the season. Um, I just think I've been able to go show that. And I know of course you have your ups and your downs, but for the most part, like I said, I just always believe in myself, no matter if I have a good game or a bad game, I just go out there and just keep playing. I'm blessed, bro like that's the, I don't put any stress on myself at all when it comes out to going out going out there and playing because it's like a year ago to this day like me playing basketball was like was not even something they thought I could probably ever do again so just me being out there on that floor and being able to play the game that I love in front of the, a crowd and a, just a, and a community that loves to see me play and playing alongside my brothers that, that want to see me succeed and I want to see them succeed that's that's the recipe honestly I'm not gonna lie
2: so like you said you won your fourth Pack 12 Freshman of the Week honor. So what is it like winning that award in a conference that has Isaiah Coyler, the number one-point guard in the country, coming in? Bronny James, obviously LeBron's son, highly touted prospect. And um, another one, Jackson Selestad. Uh That's a gr- good group of guards right there, a very talented group of guards. So what is it like winning that award?
1: Oh, I mean, it just, like I said, it just shows a, you know, how I want to say. I mean, it just shows the time that I put in, you know, into my craft and into my work. Like you said, you know, you got Isaiah Coyle, you got Bronny James, you got your Cody Williams at Colorado, Jackson Selfstead. Oregon, mm-hmm. Kenan Carlisle at Stanford and I, um, Andre Storyogs uh, son of Faith Storyog at Stanford as well. Uh, a lot of a lot of good guys, you know what I'm saying? I respect their games a lot and like I said, it just shows that, that you know, I put time into my into my craft and you know, I just I don't really pay attention to it too much. You know, it's nice to, you know, get recognition for your game, but the most important thing for me is just winning. And I just want to make it to the tournament, but it's obviously a blessing to go out there and get recognized for the time and that you put into your game.
0: Just speaking about Pac-12, you beat Colorado, you beat Arizona, you beat USC, but what was the game for you that you circled on your calendar before the season started it was like, this is the game I want?
1: First game of the season against Idaho. It was my first time. I knew I was going to step onto a college floor and play actual minutes and, you know, go out there and play the game that I love at, the, at one of the Highest levels in the world, but as far as in like in conference, um, I can't even. I don't even know. I probably, I'll probably definitely. I would say the Colorado game, but when we was at Colorado, we didn't get it how we wanted. So I, the next game that we circled when they when they just came back here and we won <laughs> because they have a great point guard in KJ Simpson. You know, he's a potential top twenty five pick in this year's NBA draft, and you know, I've been, I've gotten to know him over these past past couple months. And, you know, good friend of mine, a brother, and you know, just going out there and being able to play against the high highest of the high in the competition and you know going out there and you know seeing that you belong and you can do just as good if not better than the people that you know that they have going in the draft so just having those types of moments, like I said, obviously the Idaho game, because it was the first time I got to play at college in front of my family, in front of this community, and obviously the Colorado game just because, you know, they have they have three first round projected picks. So just being like I said, just being able to play against that high competition, nine in and nine out.
2: What's a team in the Pac twelve that's not getting a lot of, you know, notice amongst the media that you believe is a very underrated team? I think I think it's y'all, but I don't be that guy that's outside day. outside of Washington State. Outside of Washington State.
1: Nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say. It. I'm not gonna say it's it, so us because there's a lot of people that do want to see us succeed, but it's also people that don't want to see us see, see succeed. But I think it's California. I think Cal Berkeley. Guy, they have a really talented uh wing guy, Jalen Tyson, a really good point guard, Jalen Cole, and and they also have another big. I can't. I can't remember his name, but they have a, a three-headed monster over there. They they play really hard. It's hard to win in Berkeley, as you see. We lost there last week, and I mean Jalen. He's leading the conference in scoring. I think he's averaging like 22 points a game. They're a team like they play hard you know, if you don't come to play, they will smack in your mouth and you could end up getting blown out. But at the same time, it's, I, I think they should be getting just a little bit more media coverage just by how, how hard they play and, you know, the type of tenacity they bring to the game each night.
3: So I know you talked about Cal, Cal being a tough team to play, but by far, what has been your most toughest? Like, when I say toughest, I'm talking about, like, a mentally challenged game that you really had to play and you had to clear everything out.
1: I would definitely just say my first two Pac-12 games I obviously didn't play up to the standards that I thought I could have, or you know, my family thought I could have as well. But you just don't know what you don't know. You know, you never, you know, you play against, and I know. I've probably played a lot of mid-major schools, and we probably played. Like, I don't want to say probably like one high major. And so, like, when you come to the Pac-12, you're playing the best of the best around the country. Like, they call it Power Five for a reason, because this is the best athletes, the best ball players, and the best five conferences. Going in, we played at Utah and Colorado. The uh, First two travel shows which was probably the, at that time, was probably the two best teams in our conference, just based on everybody who they returned and who they had, and, you know, chemistry and everything. And it's obviously the elevation at Utah and Colorado vastly different than it is here at Washington State. So just, you know, going into that and then after those games, realizing, okay, now it's time to, you know, add a little bit more to your game and, you know, get a little bit more versatile so that way the second time it comes around, you know, you'll be ready and, you know, we can go out there and do the things like we did so when they came back here, you be both of them and, you know, we got our get back honestly.
0: You touched briefly about your mindset. Um, LeBron is your favorite player and you played in front of LeBron. What was going through your mind when you saw LeBron just casually walk in the gym?
1: Uh, well, I didn't see him walk in the gym at first. I didn't see him until, like, we was about to do the starting lineups. But one of our coaches, uh, Steven Frankowski, he worked with LeBron on the Cavs as a play development coach. I think, I want to say from like 2016 to 2018. And so like, he knows he knows LeBron, of course. So like, when uh, we was doing it after we announced the start line, he went over and adapted over for everything. But just being able to play in front of my favorite player, this is a blessing, like I say. Uh, I didn't try to pay too much attention to it. I don't try to make the, the moment more than what it is. You know, he was obviously there to support his son, just being a dad. But like, also at the same time, you gotta realize, like, he, I think he's the GOAT. So, he's my GOAT, of course. So, right just being able to play in front of him, just being able to play in front of him, I mean, that not a lot of people can say that, and then let alone just say, like, he played against, I played against the son as well. I understand everybody, like, you know what I'm saying? It always Brian James, it always Brian James. I mean, he's just another basketball player to me, but like, also, you also know that yeah, he is LeBron's son. So just like I said, I didn't try to make it more than what it was. But obviously, it was a definitely cool experience. Like I said, not a lot of people get to so say they can do that. And I'm just glad that I was able to go out there and play pretty good in front of him and get the win.
3: Blaine Lane, the Student Athlete of the Year Award for as a, as a black young man. How did how did that feel when you got that award? And how did that showcase your leadership on and off the court?
1: I just think it just it's just a testimony back to my mom, honestly, because she's always had me. In different extracurricular activities outside of basketball to make me well around it. So, like, whether that was me being an ambassador for the school, for me being like in plays and different types of things. She just wanted me to be more than uh, a basketball player, just an athlete in general. And so uh, it just shows this show kids, like kids of color, minorities that, you know, you can go out there, you don't have to just be defined by your sport, you know? I know a lot of people out here, they think sports is end all be all, but at some point the ball is gonna stop bouncing and like whatever, whatever you thought you were gonna do for a lifetime is not gonna happen for a lifetime. And so you always have to set yourself up for, you know, what life after sports. Not saying that you can't be involved in sports at all, but just you're not gonna you're not gonna be playing basketball at seventy years old, sixty years old. So it's like you gotta be able to make sure you're around it in other areas. And it's just it was truly a blessing. Like I, I felt honored and I, like they would award me with that. And, you know, like I said, it's just, just a great testimony to my mom and thanking her for, you know, being able to make me so
3: over-rounded as I am. I don't know, it look like LeBron gonna be able to play the Heat till he's 70.
1: Man, I don't know. I mean, that man's different now. He's different. He's different.
3: Well, just keeping
0: on Pac-12 play just a tad bit more, you guys are making a lot of noise in Pac-12, but how far do you see yourself and the team going?
1: I got to say, I see us going to a tournament. We just got to con- continue to keep doing what we've been doing. We got to keep winning the games that we're supposed to win, and then we got to go out there and make a little history, and, you know, we might have to win a couple of games that people don't think we can win. So, I... I see us finishing top three in the conference. It's really doable for us. And you we know we have a good group of guys over here. We all buy in. Like, I think, I want to say we're probably the best defensive team in the Pac-12 right now. We protect the rim really well. We hold teams to their lowest shooting totals and scoring total. Of uh, uh, scoring totals every time they come here. But yeah, I, I see us doing pretty well. Like I said, top three in the conference, and I see us really making the tournament.
3: Not gonna lie. So I know you've seen some of the uh, other Power Five teams already have started switching conferences, like Houston went to the Big 12 and things in that nature. How are you feeling right now about Washington and their conference aspirations with the home top Pac 12 while this being the last season of the Pac 12? Granted, we don't know. You uh, don't know what you wanna do for next semester where you're gonna either you going pro or you are coming back for another season. But just to talk about a little bit more about you playing, like leaving the Pac-12. Well,
1: I'll leave that up to the higher-ups, you know. They have different aspirations than, you know, some of the alumni or, you know, people that they make want to go to different conferences. But like I said, I don't really pay too much attention to it. Uh, I'm going to go out there and play with my guy each and every night. and you're going to go out there, whether go somewhere or not i think they said we're supposed to go to the west coast conference like like fact university of san francisco and everything and it's just another opportunity to keep playing basketball that's how i look at it Uh, i don't try to get too much into you know the whole conference realignment and everything but i'm just happy to be out here playing like i said with my brothers and be able to compete on a high level that's all i want to do and so that's 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 really been my mindset i don't try to pay too much attention to it like i said we got we gotta just work, focus on this season, you know, just keep doing history. Uh, with the end of this being, with the end of the Pac-12 coming this year, I just think that's just more for us to go out there and create more history. You know, we go out there, we win the regular season, and we go out there and win the Pac-12 championship as well. we be the last team. so quote-unquote, to, you know, win the Pac-12 championship. And, you know, they that will be something in history they can never take away from
2: us. So Washington State right now is tied for third in the Pac-12 conference alongside Colorado. The the number one and number two team is Arizona and Oregon. Obviously, you guys lost to Oregon and then um, beat Arizona, which you had 18-point game, I believe. What are you looking to improve on for the next two matchups against those teams, Oregon and Arizona?
1: For Oregon, you know, they got their two big men back, uh, and probably Dante and Nate Biddle. Uh, so that adds a little bit more size to them. You, you don't really know. Like In my eyes, I don't really know how, how good they play with their bigs yet just because we paid them when they didn't have either one of them. And so it'll be a little, it'll be a little different scout when we're getting ready for them, but just stick, sticking true to us no matter what. You know, we got to go out there and play how we can to our best of our abilities, you know, slow, to, slow their best players down and just try to go out there and overall compete. Now you know, win the when the rebounding war. Don't turn the ball over too much because when you're on the roll, you can't turn the ball over. And you know and just make shots. You know, I just think we just stay within ourselves and stay try try scouting our game plan. We should be fine. And as far as Arizona, you know, we beat them there last year. In a great game, and then we won this year. So it's definitely gonna be a dog fight when we go there because I'm pretty sure they're not gonna want us to, you know, win on their home court again twice in two seasons, and then I know they're not gonna want us to beat them. they're not gonna want us to beat them three times in a row. So like I said, it's all about just staying true to our game plan and staying true to us so that we can go out there and execute and do what we need to do and get a win.
2: For me, I believe teams in March Madness succeed if they have a guy that can just go get a bucket. For Washington State, I believe y'all have two guys like that, you and um Isaac Jones, y'all are right under sixteen points per game. How do you feel about just getting to the tournament? Do you think y'all be able to turn it up like i believe y'all because you had 35 points against um stanford so do you believe you and isaac jones can turn it up in march madness and you know make a run
1: no 100 percent i just uh, i don't think it's just me and isaac i think if any one of our guys have the confidence to get high i think like any one of our guys can go out there and do it because you know there's been games where me and isaac haven't had the best of games but our role players that our guys on the bench come in there and, you know, held it down for us and, you know, go out there and do what they need to do. Like, I believe Austin Cluckers went out there and had a couple 20-point games. Jalen Wells, he's been super consistent. He's around that 13 to 16 points per game. And then Andre, he's a, he's, our, he's our lone senior on this team, man. You know, he's been with the program. This is his fourth year. So he, he he has nothing but, you know, experience and confidence as well. So I think any one of our guys could go out there and do it. But I feel like if we get to the tournament. We're, we're a team that people don't want to see. And I truly believe that.
0: Okay, okay. So just talking about your schedule, whether it's non-conference or Pac-12, what is a guard that you know, like, okay, I got to be on it today or it's going to get really bad for me and the team? What guard would you
1: say? Any, really, uh, all the guards in the Pac-12, bro. I'm not, that's not and I'm not trying to just give a political answer or anything like that. It's, it's a dogfight every night is that guard position. No matter if you're playing, you're playing Arizona or we are playing. Cal, Stanford—it doesn't matter. Like even our matchup coming up this weekend against uh, University of Washington, Severe Wheeler, really experienced guard, went to Georgia, went to Kentucky, really fast, can get downhill, nice little lefty, unorthodox point guard that gets his teammates involved and can get his at the same time. So you got to be locked in every night. There's no, there's no nights off in the Pac-12, and like I said, you just you got to come ready to play each night or you will get embarrassed. What's a
2: part of your game that you don't think a lot of you know scouts or people in the media know about?
1: So it was like a little misconception that they everybody think that I was like a scorer that could pass, but I think I feel like everybody who knows really knows me. Like they know Oxy, yeah, I can score, but like my true passion is like really getting people involved and like I like I like to I like to see my teammates score. I like to see them succeed more so than my more so than my success, honestly, and also just my IQ as well. Uh, I believe I'm a very cerebral player when it comes to the game. I'm able to you know pick up on things and read coverages really well and be able to make adjustments in my head and you know relate that to the team and the coaches and then we go out there and just change the game playing just a little bit if we need to and also another one is just play 100% every night you know uh, I go out there and just play like you know like it's my last because you know I've 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 been in a situation to where I didn't know I was going to be able to play again. So just treating every game like it's my last and, you know, being appreciative of every game and every moment that I get to play.
3: Speaking about Washington, playing at Washington State, talk about how the tie dynamic from leaving one side of the coast to go to the other side of the coast has really just molded you into a man.
1: Yeah, definitely being away from my, my family and my friends all the way in Atlanta, Georgia and then coming out here to Washington State. It was, it was a little bit of a culture shock, but like I said, me finding the organization of the, the Blacksburg Athletics organization here on campus you know being able to be around people of color you know that just kind of like because the people that know me like they know i'm not a very shy person at all i, I go out there and talk to anybody but it was, a little, it was a little it was a little bit uncomfortable for me out here at first but the more and more i just i was in the community and, you know and i got pushed into certain conversations or you know in the environments to Get me out there and talk and you know and make connections, the the easier and the more I realize that this pullman that this pullman community, like they really love you. Like they will give you the shirt they their back. Everybody pulls one another. Like like when they say like once a clue, always a clue, that's that's true. Like I will forever be a clue, like no matter what. And anybody anybody that says otherwise, like they might not like it. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. These people will... Like I said, they would give you the shirt off their back to help you out no matter what. And that's just one of the things that kind of, like, really, really, like, touched me a lot. And, you know, and it helped me grow up in a lot in a, in a lot of ways. So, it teaches me just how to, like, really, like, kind of, like, just be on my own and go out there and just find myself that's outside of my sport in general. So, I'm really thankful for that.
0: And, Miles, just last question to end it off, man. Favorite moment on or off the court?
3: Talk about where the best place you ate at, too. Yeah, that's it. Don't forget. Out here? Anywhere. You in the West Coast. Cause you know they, you know the West Coast got this little thing when they say they make better food than Southern folks. So
1: <laughs> talk about nah, they don't. They, they definitely, they definitely don't make <laughs> better food than the Southern ah, uh, the Southern folks. I know that for a fact. I always try to tell my folks. They be thinking, they be thinking, Canes, the In and Out, and all that stuff is like better than like Zaxby's and like American Deli and stuff. I'm like, y'all don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all have no idea. Hey, listen, but the I, best I, I'm, was, I'm
3: not even from Atlanta, and I, and I know about American Dilly, so.
1: Come on. American Dilly is a staple, bro. It's I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Every time I touch that, every time I touch down back home, I got to give me one all, all the time. But I would say in Pullman, there's this place. It's called Birch and Barley. It, it's really good. They have a different variety, but they have, like, seafood. They have, they, they have like, a lot of, like, just, like, overall, like, from different parts of the country. They have, a lot, they have some southern food. I mean, it, it's cooked pretty good. I know they got a nice little seasoning taste to it. But this overall West Coast, we went to the Fogo de Chao. It's like some super expensive restaurant. It's like Brazilian food and everything. It was really nice. I'm not gonna lie.
3: I've been there before. The place where they start just be serving you yeah uh, food. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's it. I, I like that lamb chops down in Fogo de Chao. That that's that's pretty what they got. But everything else kind of. You know, I ain't even gonna say that. I ain't even gonna say that. Like we gonna leave it like that. What
1: was the other, What was the other question? Oh, that was about it's the favorite. food. It was about the my food. favorite moment. Favorite moment. Favorite
3: moment. On or off the court?
1: On the court, I would just say. It would probably have to be when we played Mississippi State early on in the year. Just showing that everybody that, you know, I belong and I proved myself that, you know, I could go out here and compete. And I wasn't like just, it wasn't like just a fluke. I went out there and compete with the highest of the high. And I got to play, I got to play in front of my mom in Connecticut and my auntie too, and like just have that overall. really had a good game. I mean, I didn't have no assists and I turned the ball over six times. But, you know, I feel like I've grown since then. And then my favorite moment off the court would have to be like just since the start of the season, yes, or just in general, or either or, start
0: either way, it doesn't matter.
1: Obviously, okay, so I'm a, it's gonna be it's gonna sound kind of blab but obviously me bringing the bell, you know, knowing that I finished my my chemotherapy, of course, but outside of that, congratulations, man. Uh, just appreciate that. I, I really do appreciate that. Just anytime I'm just hanging with the boys, honestly, you know, we playing the game. It's just you gotta you gotta you can't take those little moments for granted. You know, I feel like those are the moments that kind of like put the team. together. For real. So, like in the summertime when it's just us and just a couple other athletic teams out here, we're just spending practice, weights, and then we go out and just hang out with each other all day long and doing that every day. For six to seven weeks, I think that really like builds that chemistry. So those are the like the little moments that you just can't take for granted. And I I would say those are probably the best moments.
0: Again, thank you, Miles, so much for taking your time, taking time out your day just to come on the show. I really do appreciate it, my guy.
1: Come on, bro. You know Anytime, bro. I got you. Don't even worry about it.
0: All right, Miles, well. Thank you so much have a have a good
3: rest of your season. Appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate I, it. Appreciate I,
1: y'all I, for I, having I, me on. And here.
3: I hope y'all win the whole thing too. You know, mm-hmm. just go ahead and do your thing, big dog, And be safe, out you. No, I
1: appreciate that.
3: All Thank you. All right, brother.